Reconnecting with Green Spaces, Diana Barnett. Midday, 15th of March, 2020, Frankfurt Airport. The place is deserted, with very few travellers queuing at counters. The airport is tense with the unknown. As I scoop up my new flight details and passports from the counter, my body relaxes with gratitude towards the overwhelmed counter staff at the airport. A glance at the departure board reveals that almost every flight is cancelled. And before I leave the terminal, I gush words of appreciation to the counter staff for all that they have done for me. Bittersweet. The sweet? I had secured a seat on the same flight as my family to return to Australia before the domino effects of the lockdowns around the world would take effect. The bitter? I had to forego catching up with old friends in Belgium and Amsterdam, whom I hadn't seen in years, and also forego having a little me time. Three days later, engulfed by the cloud of jet lag and the ambiguity of the unknown, we landed in Melbourne, Australia, dazed, with the challenges of being in self-isolation for 14 days in an uncertain world. These initial challenges included getting home, sourcing food and working out what we needed to do to comply with the restrictions. What did all of this mean? We had watched with amusement the reports of the great toilet paper grab from across the seas. Yet the stress of organising home delivery of groceries gave me an inkling of what drove this mad behaviour. Was this a taste of the apocalypse? No, not quite, although a few of my friends were showing signs of hoarding cans. Luckily for us, Marion, a friend, had stocked up our fridge with fresh food, which would sustain us until we sorted out the next online foraging expedition. Interestingly, I became even more obsessed with fresh and organic food as scarcity sunk in. Over our first meal home, we discussed the pros and cons of self-isolation. Cons, we had no control over what food we could order, when, where or how much, and we were stuck, stuck at home. Pros, we were healthy, we could get over jet lag in our own time. We weren't going to starve. We had a beautiful garden and every day we were allowed to exercise locally. This became our norm. To ensure I avoided contact with other people, I scheduled my daily exercise very early in the morning or during the evening. However, I had a yearning, a need to connect to nature, a need to walk in green spaces. Fortunately, we live near parklands and bush and very close to the Yarra River, so these jaunts were accessible to me. I would often walk to the lesser known Burnley Gardens and spend time being with the beautiful plants and trees some of which had been nurtured since 1861. Other times I would walk along the banks of the Yarra as the sun rose, or just take a sit spot near a tree and sit noticing, using all my five plus senses to be present. As we emerged from self-isolation, the official nationwide lockdown began, and so we were now in sync with the rest of our community, except now, not only could I go to the shops myself and choose my own produce, 
I could also enjoy our green spaces during daylight hours. As non-essential services began to close down, our norm also became everyone else's normal. I was amazed at how many people, particularly families, were using the green spaces near us. The parks, the bike paths and bush. I have lived and worked in the same area for over 25 years and never ever have I seen so many people out about. It was tremendous. At times with the enforcement of physical distancing, I refuse to use the term social distancing, it felt similar to walking down the city's main shopping mall, yet joyous. So many people out and about enjoying Melbourne's beautiful autumn weather, the feeling of community and being in nature, an electric feeling. Here, there was an innate recognition that connection to nature and community matters. There was a thirst for connection to nature. I also found that as people were forced to slow down, they seemed to take more deep breaths. They started to look round them more and acknowledge the people they passed on the street. It felt like one of those 1950s movies where strangers smile and ask, how are you, with genuine interest. There is a warmth in the atmosphere. I hope it stays, whether it does, is up to each of us. Unfortunately, the lockdown for some has been stressful and full of anxiety, and it saddens me to witness this. Yet, as with most things in life, there is another side. The restrictions have forced many to slow down and reconnect. That is, reconnect to the fundamentals and simple activities that get lost in our hectic, modern-day lives of doing. Family, community and nature have become more important. I find it heartening to see so many people reconnect and use the local green spaces. Their health is benefiting on multiple levels, physical and mental. You might ask why I care and why I see this as a silver lining of our times. Lana, a scientist friend, once said to me, Diana, unless we look after the land, we won't have any beautiful birds to sing to us. Obvious, I know, but true. What's becoming evident to many, backed up by science and cultural knowledge, is that we humans will not survive if we do not look after our planet. Our rush to build urban spaces where we work, live and play, while neglecting to include green spaces, is having a detrimental effect on our health, our personal, community and economic health. A growing number of research projects around the world show that we humans benefit from being immersed in nature. Without going into the facts and figures, some of the findings reveal that our autoimmune system improves, both our cortisol levels and blood pressure levels decrease, and our concentration improves. These studies have also shown that if we spend just a few hours immersed in nature, we reap the benefits for up to a month. Wellness through connecting with nature seems to be a natural choice and I've had so much pleasure witnessing increasing numbers of my community making the most of the green spaces available to them. We are now approaching a fork in the road. We can go back to the way life was or we can consciously choose to continue to reconnect to nature for our own wellness, create more opportunities for ourselves and others to reconnect with nature 
and green spaces at work or home. Extra, extra, read all about it. Local news released during lockdown. The Victorian State Government has announced that during the next 12 months, they will create over 21 pocket parks and dog parks in high density areas in need of green spaces. And this is just the beginning. It's part of a bigger plan to create an extra 6,500 acres of green spaces here in Melbourne, thus creating incidental connections to nature to promote wellness. I'm so excited and so grateful as this announcement means green spaces will be more accessible to both the citizens of Melbourne and visitors to the city. All will reap the long-term benefits that science is revealing and we all innately know.